Hey there, friends. It's Alice. Thanks for tuning in. So my last podcast, I don't know exactly what I talked about, but the title says Career Challenges. So I assume I was struggling with my career choice and all that jazz, which I have been since graduating college, to be honest with you. You're, you become so attached to becoming one thing, right? And the path is kind of there, but it seems really difficult to get on that path. That's how teaching felt like to me. I was... It's just like not ready to make the leap and there's something continuing to hold me back. Not gonna lie. Holy shit. That's my cat. That is so annoying. Okay. (sighs) And that was my bathroom spray. I'm sorry. Not gonna lie. These school shootings and just overall violence everywhere makes me terrified i am scared (laughs) i walk around scared i try i don't like going out i don't even like going to the grocery stores anymore i don't like going to crowded places um last week i briefly worked at a ramen shop for four shifts and it was super busy i was super tired and they were also going to make me take a test to get my tips and the tips weren't even going to be fairly distributed it was going to be based on some like object subjective standard that the managers did and then the assistant manager kept sending these very like punitive texts of how we're supposed to act i'm like i'm a little too old for this this is shit's annoying so i quit and I went on Craigslist and I was like, okay, I need a job. So I found a job. I went in for the interview yesterday. Um, just solid. I mean, I, it's not, it's nothing exciting. It's like customer service. But for me, it's exciting to be like possibly going into a place that respects me. And it makes me a little sad to feel, to feel like that is a lot to ask for to feel like your time and your worth as a person is being seen and respected. Like that just seems like a lot to ask for in the workplace these days, which is whack. So I'll be starting that on Wednesday. The last day of school for me, for my, you know, my teaching or whatever is Tuesday. So the, the, right the day after that, I'll be starting this new job. And I did take a pay cut. Um, and by pay cut, I don't, I've never made that much to begin with. So I can't sit here and be like, oh my God, it's devastating. It's not. And compared to the hours worked, I pretty much end up still making the same amount without those breaks. Because um, I was an hourly employee. So when I have school breaks, I don't get paid. And that was really stressful too. Um, so I won't have to worry about that, which is nice. And I'll still be able to make the same amount of money. I would have to be working, you know, I think an hour and a half more a day. But it's it's just a totally different environment i'm only gonna i'm gonna be working in a very small office with three or four other people who they're all men like older men so i i just feel like that's gonna be very comfortable for me which might be weird for some people but i have a harder time working with women than with men and it depends on the kind of woman um i get along super great with with uh like thinking woman and and you know if you know like the myers-briggs or whatever i don't know if i completely subscribe to it but i would say i'm a pretty logical 
I'm a pretty logical person. I like things to be straightforward. I'm pretty blunt. Um, just saying what it is. I don't like to like cushion it up, sugarcoat things. And that I find pretty stressful to do, to hear and to give that kind of feedback and conversations with people. So I much prefer things to be straightforward and um, this just seems like the environment to do that. Because in teaching and in serving, there's so much emotional warfare going on. Trust, like when you get people together like that and it's just stressful. That's why jobs like teaching, nursing, serving, like they can be chaotic workplaces. And I can say that because I've been in those workplaces and I don't like it anymore. Because that, that those were the only workplaces that I found myself and I thought that was the only option. And which is crazy, right? It's like obviously people do other things than those things to make a living. But I never put two and two together. I never thought I could be somebody who could deserve respect at a workplace, okay? I never thought I could be that person. You know why? Trauma, childhood trauma. Get this. This whole year, I've been on Quora. On my work email, I didn't do this. I don't know how it happened, but I got subscribed to a Quora um like subsection thing on narcissism so <laughs> they come up with pretty interesting questions and there's pretty interesting replies so i've just been studying narcissism all year and i don't know i think it really helped me understand first how to identify narcissists and not not to become one. Although I don't think I don't think you can like become a narcissist at, an, at my age. You're either developed into one at a young age, aren't you? You could have reactive narcissism, can't you? I don't know. Cuz I can say there were definitely periods of time in my life and still to this day where I display a lot of narcissistic qualities. I think even having a podcast is a narcissistic trait a little bit. It's like who the fuck cares, Alice? Like nobody gives a fuck. Like, just live your fucking life. But I feel compelled. You know, I feel compelled to share that with you. But what makes me different than just a storyteller? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's this internal gauge, this check of like, oh, that's going too far. I think that's what differentiates normal people from people with, you know, actual like narcissism. And I think my grandmother was a narcissist. Like, straight up, I think she was a narcissist. And those that generational trauma, I think I broke it. And I think, I, I like to say that I broke it because my dad didn't break it, he was a fucking asshole to me. But my dad was not a narcissist. He had narcissistic tendencies, but he was never, like, I I trust my parents. And my mom also has narcissists. You know, they're not perfect, but I trust them. I, I trust my parents. I don't, I've never felt like they were going to, um, like, fuck me over. And even when they, when I felt like they fucked me over, it was just really innocent, you know, fucked me over. Um, and I think it's like, I, I understood where they were coming from all the time. I still understood where they were coming from, even though I didn't like how they were responding to me. Does that make sense? And I think with narcissism, you don't really know where that's coming from, but it's coming from somewhere and it's not identifiable. And that's the way my grandmother was. She was just a very toxic woman. And I, it's weird because I was her golden grandchild. My dad was her golden child. He was the youngest by 10 years. And uh, 
he he developed a very unhealthy emotional enmeshment with her and i've grown up with that seeing that not knowing any different from that right but also feeling very at unease with it because i knew i saw the way that it was affecting my mother i saw the way that it was affecting his behavior towards us because of my grandmother's puppeteering behind you know behind the scenes so when she passed away i'm not gonna lie i was kind of relieved i was like this she's just like she's kind of parasitic Okay, sorry, I got cut off by a phone call there. <laughs> I don't know who it was, I didn't pick up. Don't call me, unless I'm expecting you. And what was I talking? Oh yeah, my grandmother being parasitic. Yeah, she was very par parasitic. So I've been doing more ancestral healing. She did come visit me when I did uh, an ancestral healing. She came to me in my age and she just gave me a hug. She didn't say anything, she was very pretty. My grandmother got married to my grandfather when she was she was a lot younger than him and she was also his third wife and he was older by then and she had children at a young age so she basically had her entire life robbed and my grandfather probably never treated her in the way that a woman wants to be treated you know like loved and it doesn't mean my grandfather was a bad guy from what i hear my grandfather was he's he's my spirit like he's my spirit ancestor like he summons me and shit so my grandfather was his his head was very much more in a philosophical state he wasn't about i want to have you know a family like i think he felt very pressured into um having children even though he was older because he couldn't conceive with his first two wives but my grandfather, I, I think he was just more of like a humanist, more of like an idealistic person. That's just what I've heard about him. And I get compared to him. My dad gets compared to him because we are, we do have these very lofty ideals of how life should be. And from what I know, my grandfather passed away because he was trying to, he was trying to like dig a hole to create a lake or something for fish, like a, an environment for fish, but he was like old as fuck. So he was tired and he died something like that and my dad was only nine years old so you have this narcissistic mom who like even though she had her entire life stolen from her and here's the thing here's the thing about my family okay on my mom's side i also have a grandma both of my grandmothers were similar in age and my my mom's mom also went through difficult times they haven't said it out loud, like nobody really tells me the family secrets, but from just the little things that I picked up, I know she was around for the Japanese occupation. And I don't know if she was like a comfort woman. I feel like there's a possibility that she could have been a comfort woman. And that was really, uh, obviously, you know, that's like really devastating, but the war ended the the occupation ended and then she married my grandfather and my grandmother was you know my grandfather was around and they were both um they were well off like my mom comes from a well-off family and so i feel like maybe that's why my grand my my maternal grandmother just had a different attitude towards, towards life my other grandmother was uh, my maternal grandmother she she was a buddhist she was a practicing buddhist and I wasn't really close to her. Um, I feel like she didn't really, she was very like nonchalant towards me, but I also lived in a different country, but I know she loved my mom a lot and my mom definitely felt loved from her.
And then my paternal grandmother, she kind of raised me since I was from like a newborn till we immigrated here. So I was about four. And it was weird because I never remember receiving any warmth. And I remember always longing for my mom. Just like always longing for my mom because my mom worked. And just waiting for my mom to come home. And then on the other side of it, I was told this narrative by my dad of how much my grandmother loves me. And I think, you know, and thinking back now as an adult, knowing what I know about psychology and all of that, the fact that he had to like constantly verbally tell me that even though I never felt it was gaslighting so that was that was like the most major gaslighting moment gaslighting theme of my life is how my dad my dad's own trauma with his mother and how that affect how that in turn affected me and you know we all know about early childhood development and how important it is to feel nurtured in those young years. And I think part of the reason why I feel like a broken person sometimes and I feel kind of fucked up is I wonder if, it, if that had to do with it because she just kind of watched TV all day long. I, I don't think she ever like really, you know, I don't know. I was kind of more of like a bargaining tool, more of a negotiation tool than her granddaughter and I don't think she ever really truly wanted what was best for her children because every time they wanted to do something for themselves she got in the way and she was just a very like very toxic person and I've always known she was a toxic person partly because my mom told she was I don't know my mom shouldn't have done it but she did she she was very like open about her emotions and told me things that she probably shouldn't have and so I had this bias of my grandmother. And then on the other hand, I kind of understand where my grandmother came from. Because like, yes, that sucks. And if that happened to me, if I had to marry an old dude who didn't love me and had to have children for him, and that's all I had, and then he fucking died on me, I'd be fucking pissed, dude. I'd be pissed. I would go psycho. But would I have treated my children badly? I don't know. I actually, I, I can't say because I don't have any children and I don't plan to because what if that fucking happens <laughs> you know i'm trying to end i'm trying to end the trauma right now it's a lot of work i got so far i'm not trying to create any more trauma to solve let's just end it here and right here so yeah so i don't know how that in turn affects i guess that in turn does affect where i'm at present day um just that kind of pressure and um those just kind of feeling unloved unless you're doing exactly what your parents want struggled with that a lot but at this point i don't give a fuck like my parents i like i just i don't know i don't think they're gonna give me shit if i'm like i don't want to be a teacher anymore because i'm scared i'm gonna get shot at work like i feel like they're not gonna be like like you must be a teacher it's like not even nobody wants to teach anymore like you know they're reasonable people Okay, well that was a ton of oversharing and I'm like should I go back and say all of that so that it makes better sense but I, I don't think it's gonna come out the same you know if you can flow with me you can flow with me 
you can't, I'm like, I'm not going to mold myself. I'm not going to change myself for anybody anymore. So this is the way the cookie crumbles. You can listen to it again. Hopefully it makes sense the second time. <laughs> Bye.